Welcome to the Music Plays the Band podcast. We're going to be sitting down with musicians, artists, band members, friends and family to talk about what drives them to create great music. Asking more than just the typical questions, who's inspired you or what music do you like, we're going to ask the why behind what motivates them to create great music. chat with them a little bit about their music so since I was in the building here I wasn't able to see your set tell me a little bit about y'all's music um yeah uh it's uh singer songwriter stuff um it's kind of like if Jim Croce and Eminem got together <laughs> and had an illegitimate baby <laughs> did I hear an Eminem cover you did okay I heard I mean I heard it and I didn't know if that was coming from, I thought it was DJ, but it was yeah. you guys doing that? It was, it was okay. us. It was us. All right, awesome. Is it just two of you guys, or you got... Uh, no, I'm not currently he, uh, he, He's band. been with me off and on through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's me, uh, Donnie Seal, and uh, Tom Miller. And uh, Buck actually recorded with me on my last record, The Drunken Buddhist. So, okay. Good deal, so. Cool, good deal. And you guys are semi-local, I mean, yeah. not yeah, too sure. far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm from uh, Zebulon. Uh, North Carolina. Um, Donnie's from uh, Apex. Tom's from Clayton. So, cool. And how long have you guys been playing together? I've been doing it since '96, but the band I'm in now, or the band that's, um, like kind of pretty much like playing support right now around me, is uh, been together about three months uh, with them. I just cycles in and out as I'm going. So, okay. Tour a lot, man. It wears on people. Yeah. Yeah, right. The uh, turnover rate's pretty high, and he has a big solo presence too. Um, yeah. So he okay. can he can go by himself with a, a guitar and, and rock any show. And are you playing with any groups? Uh, I do uh, play mostly bluegrass, mm-hmm. um, and um, currently we have a group, Lonesome Drive, but it's oh, not yeah. uh, completely full yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're working kinks out and stuff. Okay, and yep. they have a they they've been they've been present for a very long time too. Yeah. They, they're kind of going through a couple lineup changes. So. Yeah. What happens? Yeah, it does. We, but we played the Shindig um, out here the past couple of years, um, yeah. Yeah. previous years, not this year. And, um, yeah, really good time. And, yeah, I mean, just can't beat it. You know, when you have a chance to play music in front of people. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. What is it about playing music in front of people? 
like I've got I've done that a little bit and there's something about like the energy that you create as a band unit and then kind of broadcasting that out to people and seeing them get into it I agree there's I don't think there's nothing better um Every time I get on stage, whether it's for 10 people or 500 people um, or 1,000, it doesn't matter. Um, I get a butterfly sensation in my yeah. stomach, and that's what I look forward to. Like, okay. I, I, if I didn't have that, I don't think I would do it. Right. Anytime I'm playing in front of 2,000 million people or 10 million people, I'm... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no matter the crowd size, like Book was saying. Uh, yeah, there, there's a... I mean, it's, it's definitely a hit a dopamine in your brain, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and you it makes you want to, especially when people get into it, it makes you want to level up, level up, level up, and yeah. and just try to, you know, uh, add to the, add to the essence of the, yeah. there's an energy there. So like you can feel expectations arising, and you want to keep meeting keep them. Keep going. And, and, it's like being uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be LeBron sometimes. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I don't like the past. Let's not go there. <laughs> so uh, let's go back to the beginning, all right? Think about, like, when you were a kid, what's your youngest memory involving music? You go first? Yeah. Um, my <laughs> When I first started, I actually started making beats uh, for, like, local rap artists. Okay. Um, and then I just learned how, to, uh, how music works, how timing works with everything. Mm-hmm. And then I started, uh, my first band was actually a hard rock band, a heavy metal, playing bass, and that was just more or less to learn how to play with people. Yeah. And, um, but That's my biggest important. influence That's is, important. it, it yeah. is. And, it's very important. And I, I think I learned a lot from that experience. And, um, but my young childhood uh, heroes, I guess, were... Nick Java? Think, besides Nick, um, <laughs> was Grateful Dead, I would say, Bob yeah. Marley, and then like Flatten Scruggs in the bluegrass genre, and oh, Bill Monroe, yeah. like the old traditionalist. Yeah. But, um, right. Do you have a, can you like pinpoint a point in time where like you actually noticed music and started paying attention? Um, I would say it was around probably like my freshman year in high school. Um, That's whenever I really uh, started thinking more about music and wanting to put something together to actually make sense. Be part of it. Yeah. How about for you, Nick? I think, I think for me, uh, probably around the same time, I think uh, seventh, eighth grade, I was I was uh, I was doing band stuff, so by seventh or eighth grade I played like trombone, trumpet, saxophone. Right. Okay. Like, but drums mm-hmm. in band ain't rock drums. No, it's not. You like it's <laughs> not right. doing hitting a gong or some yeah. stuff like that, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, it was probably around the same time. The first band that made me really think about music and want to go, oh, I got to do this was like Rage Against the Machine. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And That's I and I remember I just remember the passion. And I just remember that I was like, man, these guys are legit. You know, it was just something about, it wasn't anarchy, it was, they stood for something. You know, uh, Rage Against the Machine, Johnny Cash, probably the two groups that really, when I was younger, and Van Morrison, I liked the yeah. singer-songwriter stuff. Okay. Um, they, they were probably the ones, when I was younger. Right. You grow up and you get oh, yeah. other influences too, but right. starting out, yeah, definitely. Zach De La Rocca, don't get no better than that. Yeah, right. So... Was there a particular person or event that sort of directed you towards looking at music as like a profession or a career or even yeah, a hobby? Yeah, my, my dad got ran over by a bulldozer, and <laughs> I'm just playing. Oh, I was like, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I never heard this story. Yeah, you're like, what happened? I mean, I thought I saw him last week. No. Um, I, think, I think for me, I think, uh, was there a particular moment in time? 
I think it's just like anything else. I, I kind of view it, I kind of view musicians or artists, it's, it's almost like, it's, it's just like growing up. You know, you get to a point where you go, okay. I mean, I know I'm growing in a certain way, but it's, it's just like hitting puberty as a kid. Yeah. You, you start, you're like, oh, shit, I got armpit here. <laughs> start wearing tank tops. You're like, yo, check that out. <laughs> so you start learning how to play chords better. You know, and you're yeah. like, maybe, maybe I, I'm supposed to play music, and mm-hmm. I think it's just a natural progression. It's just yeah. a natural progression. I think you either know. I think your soul is even born. It's, it's either born with that or it's not, because for a lot of us that really do it constantly, it's not a matter of. And and Buck probably back me up on this, but anybody that's full time with it, it doesn't matter if you're getting paid or not. I would do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they always said bluegrass musicians are the only ones that drive, you know, a hundred miles for a pork chop dinner, you know, to get paid. And, uh, I mean, pork chops are good. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. <laughs> like with me uh, starting, um, I feel like I was just making beats and stuff, and I knew some people that played in a band, like the heavy metal band, and they lost their bass player, and they knew I, you know, messed around on guitar and, yeah. and whatnot. They were like, well, why don't you come try to play bass for us? And I was like, man, maybe I can do this, you know? And then I got the feeling of being in a band, and it was uh, no looking back from there, Yeah, pretty much. Are you aware that, like, making beats has sort of become a pretty popular thing? Yeah, yeah I know. I, yeah. I am aware of that. <laughs> and yeah, we, I haven't been actually, in it in a long time. We actually work, we actually work together kind of off and on with, uh, as I produce too, I do a lot of beats Thank for you. rappers. But we actually work with uh, Corey together a little bit and uh he was uh he was doing some pretty good stuff yeah. for a minute and um but yeah I, I that's what i do on the side i, I produce yeah, a, a lot and he he makes some amazing beats man so okay. i mean this dude does some ridiculous stuff so so how do you uh compare like beat making to playing stringed instruments um for <laughs> it's uh two Two different ballparks. But hey, hey, I'm gonna interrupt you on that. But is it? Uh, well, to me, um, the beat making to me was really um, set forth in time and like a real mechanical to yeah. me. And and whenever I, to me, whenever I play, I'm more um, of an improv player, I mm-hmm. guess. Okay. And that's where it's Amazing. a little different to me. Yeah. You're but not somebody so that's um, that's really steadfast in the way they approach the. The string instruments or the beat could be there could be a similarity, but to me it's sense. a little different. Yeah. And you also have like the, the crazy thing about I guess, I guess beat making. Um, one thing I don't know. One thing about it is I, if you if you have like the drums and you got bass, you got keys and guitar, whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, I always approached it like I heard a I heard a quote one time from uh, John Lennon, and he was saying basically in a roundabout way, every song I write, I try to write it to where it's a single. Right. And I kind of took that, and I was like, okay, well, every song I write, I want to write it like it's a single, um, because at the end of the day, people, you get to a point as a musician where you start doodling, you start doing all this crazy tech stuff, and if you're not careful, you start losing everybody, because people don't know what you're doing. I used to do a lot of tech, math rock stuff, and it didn't matter how tech I was, you, you would see crowds getting smaller and smaller, and I found the simpler I was playing... People the bigger relate. the crowds were, people and people better. can relate to it. You you yeah. want to talk to them at a, at a human level. So, but getting back to the beat thing, having a drummer, I've always been surrounded by bands. Having a drummer, bass, guitar, 
keys. I just stack it like that when I'm making beats. Right. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I always start with a drum track too. I think it's definitely yeah. the most get things going. So I'm not used to playing with drummers at all in bluegrass. You know, we probably right. ever play a drummer. I played with much. one drummer my whole right. life. I guess hard. it just depends on yeah. where you're coming from right. with style of music. Yeah. Right. Okay. So how long have either of you guys been doing music as a career instead of just like a hobby? Um, I would say for me it was um, since I so 11, 12 years probably for me. Okay. Um, and it's still, I wouldn't say a, a, a career, but it's a... Uh, some it's serious endeavor. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Hey, man, it, it just uh, it depends on how you define career. Right. It's, it's supplemental right now. But, right. <laughs> but, well, but, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I started in the late, mid to late 90s. I didn't really start getting paid until 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, it was, I actually stumbled into it because I... You know, I just stumbled into it. Somebody asked me if I could play a three-hour gig for a couple hundred bucks, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And I did it. And then from that point on, you know, you can knock down some cash, make your light bill. Now, how is it doing a long gig like that? Three hours? That To me, that sounds like a long time. Three hours is a very long time. Playing music. It's a long time. You get used to it. It's like anything else. You build up tolerance. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But it's... And, I, and I, I'm like... I mean, I'm appreciative of all the gigs I get. But three hours, three or four hours, it gets painful, man. It, uh, you yeah. you really got to practice for that. You got to practice the endurance. I had, like, to, I had to start running. Really? Like, Seriously, as a, as to a, get to because you're, 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 it's a breathing uh-huh. thing. Yeah. I had to start running, so I, I try to run maybe seven, eight miles a week, and I have to do that because if you're going to play, even if you're playing like basic core structures, it's three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's it ridiculous. Is a it's crazy. It's a really a cardio workout playing it like is, that. Man. Um, and like I know when we're doing band practice I will it'll be like time like 45 minutes into it you know that's about our average set as a bluegrass group we try to do like 3, 45, 50 but minutes but you guys are also tearing it up like, but it's playing super fast and so I'll push like alright let's do 3 or 4 more songs so let's get past this like we're not ready to quit at 45 we need to be able to go past it even though we're going to quit in 45 minutes or you know for the next set but 45 minutes of bluegrass band that's intense it is but that the the three hour four hour gigs actually shape my sound right because you can build a show i can build a four hour show off Mm of four hour gig okay you got your hands going both your hands going like this your arms yeah yeah so yeah well yeah it just varies and you don't feel as rushed if you've got all that time. You, yeah, you don't. You feel like you can interact a little more. And, yeah. you I mean, know, you can interact, and, but also there's nice. There's nice like this too. And I always relate stuff back to basketball because we're both big NBA fans. It's almost like it's almost like okay, if I if I'm doing this gig, and a lot of people don't take this into account. Like you can be sick doing a gig, oh, yeah. and you got to do it. Yeah. No. Yeah, you gotta keep going. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep pushing through it, man. It's like, like Michael Jordan's flu yeah. during the playoffs. Oh man. yeah, that's so, right. I mean, you gotta keep pushing because there's some people there that might want to hear a song you wrote, and and you gotta be able to pull through and you gotta suck it up. Yeah, or if you've so, had like a long month and you've had a couple of different gigs and you know things are starting to get busy, and then you go up there and play and you just do not feel, you know, you just you feel, feel like it. the world is is on your shoulders because you, yeah. everything's just. 
build up but then you play a song or two man and, and it, it starts easing us yeah, all easing all and you're like oh this ain't so bad I'm glad no, I made it out here exactly, you know so. exactly. <laughs> well and the expectation is you're bringing energy to yeah. the crowd and you, yeah. and you so. want to and the thing is too is when you're doing those three or four hour gigs I always I told one of my friends this he, he started doing it a couple years ago and he was like man I'm, I'm playing gigs and I'm I'm doing these gigs and, and nobody's clapping after the songs I'm like, I'm like man that's a good sign if you start getting this <laughs> that means it's, it sounds bad but the fact that nobody's clapping sometimes can be a good sign if you're playing those three hour gigs because a lot of times people aren't there to see you they're there to grab some beers they're there to hang out with their friends Just back you're, supposed to, you're supposed to be like a background noise that elevates the yeah. environment right. you gotta, I mean, everybody's, you gotta stay in your lane to a certain extent you can't get up there and do like Mike Patton covers right you know and he's good. Yeah. It ain't gonna work. All right. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> Nick, you write music? Yes, sir. Yeah, how about you, bud? Uh, I'll I, I do some uh, lyric writing, but I'm mostly, uh, I write like tunes, like write songs. Uh, yeah. I, I try to put the music together okay. for like Composing one of our, yeah, more or right. less, yeah. Well, so this question goes along both of those. Like, when you're writing music or arranging all of it, what are, what are you going for? I try to look for a, a fluidness, like um, in the song, and I, I also try to build it around whoever's writing the lyrics. Like how I try to picture how they sing, and um, yeah. and and I just try to like a cohesive, mm-hmm. a cohesive material is, is all I want. Like it needs to be flawless, like um, just good transitions. Yeah. Um, I, I just try to look for because I think once you get a basic part of a song down, then you can add your nuances and different things to make it a band song or, or whatever you want okay. to do. Right. How about you, Nick? What are you going for? Uh, um, will you will you ask the question again? So, when you're writing your songs, like, what are you trying to do with the music? Um, I'm trying to outwrite everybody and be better than everybody. Yeah. Like, if I'm gonna be honest, yeah. um, a lot of people don't want to be honest about it. I feel like Ryu from Street Fighter. <laughs> you know, he beats M. Bison, and then he's like, "Where's my next challenge?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like I like being the underdog. Yeah. I like yeah. people. I, I enjoy that. I thrive off of it. I get a kick out of it. But when it comes to the actual writing process to the music, I'm trying, I guess, when it comes to the actual song, now I'm talking about just performance-wise. When it comes to the actual song, I want to write something that the average person can relate to. Yeah, that's good um, I want to yeah. write something that the average Joe is going around going, man, I feel like this. I feel like this. And I think being an artist, you you are very sensitive to emotions. Um, it doesn't mean like you're like a like a bitch or anything. It just means like you're you're not a you're sensitive to it. You're you're aware of it. Yeah, well, maybe you, that's what. And I'm you about. want people to Sorry about that. I understand. Say that. Like, my bad. You want people to understand what what you're going through to write this song, right. and you want under, you want people to feel it. And so, yeah, it does bring in emotions where right. if um. You kind of get a different reaction than what you wanted, or maybe even getting the reaction you wanted. It's a, a it's an elation, you know. You know yeah, it's like, like man, it worked. Kind you know? of the accomplishment, right. getting people yeah. where you yeah. where you want them to be. And I think Buck probably agrees with this too. You want to write as an artist. You want to write songs that I think every artist is looking for not approval but acceptance. I think most artists are looking for acceptance. Um, no, we're not. We're, I mean. If we were out here doing it for money, nobody would do it. 
Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But so when you get those gigs that are paying, you get those gigs. It, it definitely helps out. Oh yeah. But, but most artists, most artists are very. Uh, they have very low self esteem. They think they're like amazing when something good's happening. But at the end of the day, yeah, man, like. Some of the greatest people I ever met were artists, and they—I they, don't know—it's crazy. It's, it's weird. It's weird to talk about, but I don't even know how to put it in well, words. Well, you know, writing is, is is another avenue for people to get their, you know, um, opinions out and right. their feelings and yeah. stuff. And uh, whenever you can, whenever you can do that and put it together and make a song that people like, you know, I mean, how much better can you get? You know, That's like, true. Yeah. It's like you were able to get your thoughts and feelings out and portray it in a certain way that people can understand it. Yeah. You just you just summarize it. Yeah. What I was trying to say. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, um, so what are you guys currently working on, either of you? Um, I'm I'm actually uh, doing. Go ahead. I'm right back. I'm actually doing some uh, school work right now, <laughs> and still uh, playing music. But I'm trying to balance school and music. But uh, we're, I'm working. We got a bluegrass group, and um, it's you know just hit and miss yeah. uh, as far as. We don't really have a lot of gigs lined up right now. It's just more or less getting together a lineup, getting together um, a full like yeah, three hour set. Built because, that momentum up. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of bluegrass they want three hour sets, like seven to ten um, yeah. or something. And it's it's That's a, a lot, lot of, of time. Yeah, it's yeah. like with bluegrass playing fast, it's forty five, fifty songs yeah. um, to to try to do, and it, it's a process. And it, yeah. it, nothing happens overnight. As much as I would want it to, and I, and you know, you think after ten or twelve years of playing, it'd come easier. And I, I think it's actually getting harder. Well, uh, while we're waiting for Nick to get back, tell me, uh, like, as long as you've been involved with music, just tell me some kind of crazy story that you've encountered or seen or been part of. Man, oh, some of the some of my more crazier stories are probably playing with Nick because yeah. <laughs> he uh, with the bluegrass genre you know it's a lot more laid back um, right. you don't get to see the crazy parties and or craziness yeah. it's um it's really cool but I, what I I guess what I do like about it and what really changed my mind about bluegrass is after you watch the greatest of the greats play you can go right up to them and shake their hand and meet them right. and um yeah. you know if you want to you can't do that to the rock bands or to uh, you know, if you just saw whatever, whoever play, you know, most of the time they're out the back door on their bus and gone. Yeah. And sure. uh, so I guess a good, one of my main experiences being able to meet the people that actually play and influence me um, in that genre. And, like, that's the best experience I could do because, like, man, these are actually real people. Right. You know, you get to see, you get to interact with them, and uh, you don't get to do that with every genre of music. So I guess okay. that's why bluegrass kind of holds my heart, holds, yeah. you know, holds in my heart a little bit. Nice, but I don't really have any crazy band experiences. I never. Yeah. Uh, Maybe but this, got, this guy got, would be. Yeah, tell me. Could, so I asked yeah. him about like just from your <laughs> travels on the road with music. What's some a crazy story? Ah, uh, I, I mean, we got to We got to If we're gonna tell some stories, we gotta tell a story about something that happened. Maybe had nothing to do with music. But if we went for us jamming together, it wouldn't happen. All right. So we almost, well, we didn't do it. I almost did it. But Buck was supportive. <laughs> Guilty by association? Yeah, so we're at my house in Zebulon. And uh, we had actually practiced earlier that day, so it was kind of music-related. Mm-hmm. And, like, I almost caught, like, the woods on fire. Just trying to relax. Trying to burn out this stump. Just this, is country stuff. this is country stuff. Now. <laughs> trying to burn out this stump is... 
Did you pour diesel on it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've like we like dug a hole out. We're putting diesel on it. We throw it. It flames up. We're like yeah, ha 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 ha. And then it starts spreading. My butt's really slow, man. And he's like trying to stomp it out. And I just got and I'm like fuck. And then I'm over there. Oh man. But I get I guess yeah. We almost caught. She to call any, any uh, uh, no. I was gonna get Nick a oh, uh, uh, brush unit too shirt. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I guess I guess crazy stories. Um, I mean, I mean, there's been some crazy stories. I don't, uh, I don't know the, I don't know the exact, you know, the exact crowd we're chatting with. <laughs> I don't know which one it's, you know, I don't know which ones to really, you know, tell about. But, but there's, there's been, there's definitely been some moments. Um, I definitely don't want to put them on blast, man. But we were um, about four years ago. We were on tour in Nashville, and we had done a few shows with. Uh, couple people out there I ended up turning into like it's probably longer than that they ended up turning into like Florida Georgia line oh really <laughs> and we're out there we're staying in this crate well it was one of them and uh, I don't even remember which one at this point but we were we were playing and uh oh my god we're, we're in we're in like this hotel in Nashville it's like crap hotel it's garbage man like, like, seriously. I mean, I'll probably stay there when I go next time. But, but like, feels at home. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, our, my my bass player. I mean, he was impressive, man. Like, he would. People say, "Oh man, you always meet those girls sometimes that are like, oh, I drink you over under the table.' But okay, like, first off, not this guy, not him, but this other guy I was playing with at the time. And he he got so drunk, he passed out standing up. I've never seen this. He like just happened to prop, and his leg like did this buckle thing, and he was I was like, is he asleep? And like he like fell asleep. He was like hammered, just fell asleep. And, and then like about two hours later, we hear like it sounds like somebody turned the faucet on, right? And I'm like laying on this side. Oh, no. You know Darren. Yes. Yeah, Darren was my drummer at the time. Yeah. He's laying in a bed. A bass player was laying in another bed, and he's like, he's hammered, man. And he's, like, peeing, like, this far from his head, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, it was, like, a strong stream, man. This guy ain't got prostate problems. It was, like, a strong stream, man. And it's, like, this far from his head. And Darren's, like, what the? Mm, what's going on, blah? And the next morning, we get up. And looking back on it, it's hilarious. But at the time, you're, like, oh, man, this guy's really dealing with some heavy, heavy yeah, <laughs> alcohol yeah. drug problems right now. Yeah. And like, but at the time, you don't see it. You're, like, oh, man, just let's just get the through show. the gigs. You know, <laughs> yeah. let's get through the gigs. And, um... And he he went to the van. He was like, "Man, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not playing the rest of this tour." We were like, "Cool." <laughs> we were like, "Cool, man, just sit in the van." <laughs> you know, and and instead of like, we were trying to be, man, uh, you get on yeah. the road, man, you get hard, you get hungry. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, like yeah. like I don't know. The worst I am is when I've been on the road for like a month. You don't sleep good. You don't feel good. All your relationships are horrible. Yeah, but yeah. you're doing it because. Well, you because gotta, there's certain things in your life that makes you have to do it. Yeah, and then all, when the opportunity arises, man, it's kind of hard to put down roll, like man. a chance to go perform yeah, you your, gotta, your songs you roll, for yeah. the the masses, you know. Right. But yeah, so. he was he he's a great dude, man. He's my he's my real good friend. I don't want to name check him, man. But but it was it was funny. Me and him laugh about it now. But uh, yeah, man, he, he's he's great dude. Man. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I was like, man, true. if you'd have aimed like six inches that way, man, uh, yeah. you got him right in the face, man. <laughs> 
just the other way. It might have been on you, man. Yeah, no, nah, I was on the other side. <laughs> okay. I was like behind him. Okay. He'd have had to go like all the way around. So he'd have had to like rainbow it. So, so. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to cover? I mean, we uh, talked about urine. Yeah. Catching stuff on fire. Yeah. yeah. I think it's somewhere. Covered the basics anyway. <laughs> No, and, and I do want to add, um, we were out here at the Shindig, and, and Dave Brown does a really good job of, of putting a good event on And Dave, every Dave, year. Dave does an amazing job. And he's uh, helped me out in the past, getting our band some good gigs. That's and cool. yeah, and good uh, he kind of got me and Nick hooked up to, um, to start you know our endeavors. And, yep, and, uh, so. and, and Dave should enter the beard contest. He should. Okay, can I ask you something? Dave in the beard contest, who wins? Dave. I mean, I've seen some. There is some. Yeah, but let's be real. Dave has got that. He's that manicured beard. Yeah, yeah. He should I feel like when I look somewhere. at his beard, when I look at his beard, it's like cleavage <laughs> or like the sun. You have to glance and look away. Like you know what I'm saying? You can't get caught staring it's at like him. His eyes are up here, Nick. His eyes are up here. My eyes are here, Nick. Exactly. But yeah, man. I like your energy. Yeah. And, and and support local music. That's yeah. the, the yeah. bad thing. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. you don't don't support local music. Go out and just get a Nick Justin Driver. Bieber track. <laughs> just support Nick Driver, not local. Yeah, local man. Nah, no, I'm awesome. just Local music. There's a lot of great, a <laughs> lot of great stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of great stuff out there. A lot of great independent stuff at this point. Yeah, so. man. Cool. So Everybody out here has been amazing. Yeah. So. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, for thank time. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening. I'm super excited to share these interviews with you, and I'd really appreciate you subscribing and leaving me a review, five stars preferably, but I'll take any feedback you've got. And uh, stay tuned. We've got lots more exciting interviews coming your way.